Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Marketing Mobsters. I'm Brian Jones, and uh, this episode, I'm talking with Franz St. Flair. He's a business partner of mine with the Confidence and Charisma Coach, and um, he talks about five charisma building blocks. And I found it interesting because being charismatic and having confidence plays a lot. There's a lot of similarities with marketing, so I thought it would be cool to t- take what we talked about on the other show and brought it on to this show for you guys. Uh, so enjoy this episode as Franz and I discuss the five charisma building blocks. And as always, if you like this episode, please uh, hit us up with a like, subscribe, and share. And it uh, helps us get the word out, you know. Appreciate it. Ciao. Hey, what's going on? Brian Jones here, the marketing mobster, alongside my man. Franz St. Flair, the confident charisma coach. Hold on. You know what I forgot? What? What did you forget? Put on my head. I was going to say, man, you look different. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Now I'm ready to roll. Now exactly. I know you're ready to roll. Exactly. Got my hat on. Let's do this. All right, today's topic. You know, here, here on this channel, we love giving practical advice that people can implement in their own lives. And we talk a lot about confidence and charisma. Now, with that being said, as far as charisma goes, is there like a certain protocol, building blocks, steps or whatever to build up that charisma? Because when we talk a lot about just be charismatic, how does one do that? I'm glad you uh, mentioned that because I actually have a charisma building block list. Okay. You know, there's five things. They're not the end all be they're not the end all be all, but there are five things that you definitely do to build up your charisma and your people skills. Okay. Number one is when you're at a networking event, a party, the club, the bar, work, a family event, introduce yourself. Be proactive at introducing yourself. This is something this is something I grew up with being half Hispanic. If somebody walked in the house you and they're your friend, you have to proactively introduce them to everybody or they have to make an effort Let's say the friends is not there, like you know, they, they got invited somewhere and they don't know anybody because the person that invited them is not there yet. They had to proactively introduce themselves or will label that person as like rude. But then growing up, I have a roommate, right? He'll bring people in there and I don't know who they are and they don't introduce themselves. So I made it a point to introduce myself to them, right? And it might be a cultural thing, but I find that it helps you build uh, your charisma because if I go up to you and we're both strangers, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? My name is Franz. What's the first thing you're gonna do? I'm Brian. Oh, nice to meet you, Brian. Now we're in a conversation, you know, or we have the building blocks for a conversation. So is that the, that's a simple thing? Just go up and say, hey, I'm, I'm Franz, I'm Brian. You introduce yourself? Exactly, you, you don't need no going. line. You know what I'm saying? You don't need any, you know, like, pickup line, you know, corny line. You be like, hey, how you doing? My name is, state your name, gangster. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That actually bungee jumps into the next thing. Uh, actually, you mentioned it earlier. Introduce your friends. If I'm, if we're hanging out, I gotta introduce Brian to other people. That makes, that does several things, right? It opens the world up for networking. I'm like, hey, Brian, come meet Susie. Hey, Susie, this is Brian. What naturally are you going to do? Shake hands, ask, engage in conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, and... What do you, you do? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. 
one simple thing you could do on top of that <laughs> is state how you guys know each other, what's the relationship. Hey Susie, I know Brian, we're actually business partners, you know what I'm saying? We run um, Confident Charisma Coach, the, the, the Confident Charisma Coach Bootcamp. Um, he's he has his own business as well. He's, oh, he's like one of the most handsome men I've ever met in my life. It, it'd be okay if you said that about <laughs> me, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Susan would be like, "Yeah, I can see what you're talking about." You can see what you can talk yeah. about. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It ain't my type. You know what I'm saying? I only like females out here. So, <laughs> but that builds up a little story. Now Susie has more information on you, and she could ask questions, or you could, you know. Bungee jump off of um, one of the things I said is like actually yeah you know we're business partners you know we met at a networking event just like this or yeah my business actually coincides with his business and that's mm-hmm. where we be- became business partners X Y Z blah 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 mm-hmm. you know there's stories that we talk about like when we first met we agreed to sit down and work together and then we left the networking event and then I happened to go to Zoe's kitchen because I was hungry yeah and guess who's there. He was there, so we actually had to sit down, mafia style, yeah. at Zoe's kitchen. Yeah, I remember uh-huh. that. Yeah. All right, so we have proactively introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. We have introduce your friends and others. What's the next step of the building block? What's the next building block? This is actually an art form, and people don't know this is an art form. The way you shake your hands. Okay. Is different, and it's based on the person. I don't want to say it's based on gender, because that could be a little sexist. Because I have, like, for instance, I have a good friend in Orlando. You know, she's lesbian. She's She prides herself in being, like, that that t- dude type of lesbian. If you would shake her hand based off her gender, she'll punch you in the face. Okay. Right? So, based on the person's look. If I see Brian, I'm like, all right, Brian, you're saying uh, business casual, got the button up, you know, slick back hair. I'm going to shake his hand like a business person. Boom. And I'll, I'll, I like he her. turns my wrist. Notice that. Yeah, exa- exactly. Then we get into a little exactly. back, a battle of masculinity. No, let me shake your hand. Let me shake. It's a dominant. Yeah, I got you. But and if if he does that, that's perfect because now we're on a equal playing field of respect. Because a lot of times I'll shake a guy's hand and let's say he's a business owner, or a lawyer, or just you know, another man, a man's man, and I shake it and they allow me to turn it all away, mm-hmm. that could indicate two things. That that person is easy to dominate, it's easy to control that person frame, or that person is more of a giver. Like, he's the person that, hey, you know, I'm here to serve people, so cool. Now, I have two things to go off of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I can test them for frame battle, and you know that's a whole different video right there. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Frame battle is important. Or I can see this person is like a connector. He likes serving people. Now that leads into do two different avenues. Right. But what I shouldn't do is shake a hand all loosey goosey. Now he loses respect for me. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now let's say it's a, a a girl that I'm interested in. I'm gonna shake her hand a little bit more flirtatious. I might even pull her into me a little bit. So I might shake her hand and turn it up. Sort of like if I'm gonna give her a kiss or pull her in. Now it changes the dynamic of the situation. If it's an elderly lady, right? I'm gonna do a little bit more flirtation, but leave her in her own space and pull it up a little bit. Because one, the the, the first one, I'm attracted to her and I'm bringing her into my space. Like, y'all, you mine. 
The other one is like, I respect you as a, a, a woman and maybe she's old school, ladylike, turn it up a little bit, right? So it all depends, it all depends. What about a coworker or some, not a coworker, what about somebody, uh, a, a female, mm. maybe you're not attracted to her, how do you go about shaking her hand? Do you still do the twist? Yes, just so I can keep it in my mind. Okay. With, with, with female, like if she's a lady's lady, Okay. If she's a lady's lady, yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. My default handshake is a straight on, try to turn a little bit. That's my de default, right? If I'm not thinking, boom, right? Show a little bit of dominance. Um, if it's a coworker, if it's a girl I'm just not attracted to, I just turn it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just to, if they're a lady's lady. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Um, one last handshake that I see a lot of guys do, right, is they'll come in and they'll kind of like, Put all their weight on the hand. You see how like yeah, you're just kind of yeah. yeah, right? No, don't do that. Man the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Hold your own arm. Yeah. So it's it's an art form. It these little things is what they're what I call Lego blocks. They build your reputation. Oh, he's a cool, confident guy. He's he's a cool, confident guy that's like interesting, that gives that's a giver. Or he's like, I don't know about this guy. Mm. You ever get that feeling? Yeah. Something off about that guy. Yeah, it's the micro expressions that give you warning signs whether this person is somebody that you should uh, have contact with or you shouldn't have contact with. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. Um, what else? The the ne the next one would be like ask open ended questions. Alright, so this is the fourth building block. Fourth bu okay. building block. Exactly. Ask open ended questions. Exactly. What does that mean? First. Closed-ended questions are, hey, um, how's your day today? The, the one that everybody uses, I've used this one before, how's your day today? What are you going to say? Uh, pretty good. That's what people's defaults are. Yeah, pretty good. Even if they're having a terrible day or they have a lot of my, on their mind, that's good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to bother you with my yeah. life. But if I ask, it's like, hey, man, you know, the weekend just passed. Right? There was a lot of concerts in town. Did you do anything interesting? Did, did you go to any of these uh, concerts? Actually, that's a, a close-ended question because... Yes you know, or no. Yes or no. Because, and I use that because I know you did go to a concert, yeah. so I know you're going to talk yeah. about it, but that's not a good one. Um, an open-ended question would be um, something like... I'm trying to use one that I always use, so you guys have that. You gotta have something to use all the time, right? Oh, the one I use a lot. He's like, hey, you know, what's the most interesting thing you've done this year? Yeah. I love that question. Because it puts the person on the spot. They have to answer. You know, mm -hmm. it's like what? Uh, they don't want to say nothing because they know that that's lame. So they have to come up with something. So ask, ask me that. Um, what's the most interesting thing you've done this year? The year's almost over, so what's the most interesting Actually, thing? Actually, I went to, uh, I've done a couple things. I went to May for a networking event. I met with a couple of online marketing gurus. I've learned a lot from them and actually started applying it in my own business. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. What's your business? Then you got into this whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. It, I found that even in, uh, sadly, this is like at younger clubs that when I used to go to, if I asked that question, they, they don't have anything or they don't know what to say, right? Then it leads into a more, uh, for more conversation. Like if you could do anything this year, right? Oh, yeah. You can go back in time and do one thing. Money and time wasn't no option. What would it be? 
oh man, like I have more time this year, I'll go bungee jumping or I would go skydiving and stuff like that. So it leads into more conversation. So what if, if the person answers, like he answers, perfect, you got plenty of material to go off. If they don't, use a second one. Well, if money and time weren't an option, another open-ended question, what would you do? Mm. Right. So, um, last one, this is one that a lot of people don't do, and it, it, they do it because it sends, I guess they have a sense of fellowship with people. I've heard and read articles that this is why people complain, is because everybody has issues so everybody can relate, mm. but don't do that shit. Don't complain. Don't complain. Don't say your issues to other strangers. Now that can go on in real life and social media. Nobody wants to be around somebody who complains. It's a negative energy. Nobody wants that crap. Mm-hmm. Like that shit, keep that away from me. That that whole negative uh, complaining, I don't want to hear it, man. Like, I, I it's just it. not, it, it brings I me down. I like, I like to focus, I like to have my energy at a high level. I don't want to be around complainers. I've, I've been a complainer my whole life, and now I'm not. And I'm much more happy as somebody who's living a fulfilling life and, and who doesn't complain, who's, who's grateful for everything that I have. It's much better. It's, I have less anxiety. Yeah, I, I like that exactly. point a lot. Do not complain to others. I In my head, when I hear somebody complain, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Say that for, like, if you, if you really have issues, see a psychiatrist, a therapist, something. They get paid to hear your problems and to help you. Most people... I'm sorry to say they don't want to hear your problems. They don't. And here's the thing. Let's say you catch yourself complaining. It might happen. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to learn all these five things overnight. And you catch yourself complaining. Immediately start looking for solutions. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Like, I freaking damaged my car the other day. Like, you know, I I ran over the curb and my tires are messed up. You wouldn't believe it. But you know what? I'm going to go online and see if there's, I can get like a, fixer upper tire when those like used tires or just to see if I can get a deal on tires so I can change all tires. I like what you said there because as a like as an entrepreneur as a business owner uh, I can relate that to not only just charisma and confidence but as as a business owner and as, as somebody in the workplace uh, like bosses CEOs they look for people who are solution centered not problem centered. So if you're coming to people, you're coming to your boss with all these, all these problems, you better have some solutions ready to go. Exactly, exactly. I'm gonna give you a bonus charisma tip that. A bonus? <laughs> bonus. <laughs> oh, my man. <laughs> a bonus one, and that goes off of don't complain. Mm-hmm. Other people are gonna complain to you. Yeah. So the, the worst thing you could do, and this is something I have to learn the hard way, is trying to give them solution. Because guess what? They don't really want solution. They just want to want They want an ear to vent. Exactly. And, so, and, and this is irritates me because to me, it's, if you're complaining, let's go find a solution, implement the solution, and solve your problem. But they don't want that. So what I've learned, I just ask, so what are you going to do about it? And let them come up with their own solution and keep talking, keep talking, and then try to exit the conversation into something else or exit the conversation period because I don't want to be around that in fact uh, I just finished the video on how to keep the conversation going Mm. and how to end the conversation because you get stuck in these 30 minute conversations to nowhere and you're like how do I end it without being rude or you get stuck with not knowing what to say 
So I made two videos exclusively for the people that signed up for the email. So click the link below. Uh, you know, go visit my website. Uh, sign up for the email. The marketing mobster right here. He con he controls all that. He'll send you the five videos that will help you get started with your confidence and your charisma right away. So I just have to shoot that little plug. Shoot that plug, man. Shoot that plug. All right. So we got the, we have those those six building blocks. We gave him a bonus one. Mm -hmm. Franz, what is the last piece of advice that you can tell somebody or can give somebody who really just wants to be more charismatic and have more confidence? Well, the actual last piece of advice that I can give, right, is to go out and practice these. But better yet, set up an appointment. Not with us. What I mean is by appointment is to go on like meetups.com, Eventbrite, what's the other ones, you know? Like, yeah, meetup.com, Eventbrite, stuff like that where you can network, network events, yeah. Exactly. And find two, uh, two meetups, you know, one that piques your interest yeah. and one that doesn't pique your interest, right? And go out and practice at least three of these, no more than three, I, I don't suggest more than three because then, you know, it gets too much on your head, you know what I'm saying? But one to three of these um, practical things that we just stated and master them and then going on to the other one. And the reason I, I say pick one that piques your interest and pick one that doesn't pique your interest is because something that piques your interest, like for instance, your favorite uh, group is Perpetual Groove. Yeah. That's yeah, how you say yeah, it? Perpetual yeah, yeah. Groove. Actually, I just saw them yesterday it's for, or Saturday. It was freaking awesome. Exactly. Freaking awesome. If you haven't heard of it, oh man, just go up. They're freaking awesome. Perpetual Groove. You see, we're not sponsored by them. You know no, no, saying? not at all. I wish. <laughs> but you see how easy it is for him to talk about it, not, not only promote it, but talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure it was easy for you to make conversation with oh, people yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. So the one that piques your interest, that's that's easy. If you're if you're at an event that piques your interest, you could easily practice these without noticing it. But something that doesn't pique your interest, oh, man. Then you have to force yourself to learn these, mm. and then when you learn them and internalize them, now you can do it. You can do that with anything. Like after you've mastered, you know, if you take me to a ballet meetup and I'm and I'm forced to to introduce myself and talk to them and actually be engaged in conversation about something that I hate. Oh man. But yeah, but it would be a good thing though because mm -hmm. it's more practice. And, and, and it also. This one really highlights, when you go somewhere you don't like, it really highlights your conversational skills because that's when you really yeah. have to learn open-ended questions. Because yeah. like, I'm at a ballet thing. I'm not really into ballet. And I'm like, so what, you know, what got you into ballet? That's yeah. an open-ended question. All right. Now you can like have more material to work with. So it's awesome. That's what I did. Um, go to these things sober and stay sober so you can internalize it. That's all I got, Brian. All right, Franz, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Next time, we'll see you guys. Peace.